Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, 
everything just worked out in our favor. You know, our car lasted a little bit longer than the other guys. We didn't have any cautions. Was able to stretch out a little bit of a lead there and uh, hold, hold on to it there through the end. That's awesome, Sam. Um, last time I saw you actually was um, up at Martinsville for the big weight model race. It seems like these longer races kind of suit your style a little bit. I think you finished third up there. What is it about the longer races that you like? Yeah, um, it's just it, it's always been that way. You know, I, I don't know if it's my driving style kind of conserves the car a little more than some people. You know, I'm not always in attack mode, so to say. Um, I kind of let the car do what it needs to do and you know, uh, I keep it as smooth as possible, and that seems to work for me in the long run at races. Yeah, you know, Sam, I, I noticed that, uh, you know, during that 75-lap event, um, you know, tires become a situation. And uh, obviously, I guess, with you racing at, uh, you know, Myrtle Beach Speedway on, a, I guess, a weekly basis or so, um, I guess you've learned how to conserve your, your stuff. And uh, I was just so amazed that, you know, how you could hold off uh, guys like Justin Milligan and, uh, you know, Jeremy uh, McDowell and uh, Chad McCombie. Uh, can you kind of talk about it, you know, maybe from a fan who may not understand what you go through in the driver's seat, how you're able to conserve that and uh, still get the victory? Well, uh, you know, it, it's really not always in your hands. It all depends on, um, you know, how how good the competition is that night. It depends on how many cautions you're going to have. Uh, but basically, uh, you just you try your best not to uh, to slip a tire, so to speak. You know, the track's real abrasive. It's like a cheese grater. It uh, just tears the tire apart instead of, you know, wearing it down. So uh, once you, you know, break the tire loose or spin a tire, it, it's really hard to uh, get back uh, the performance out of that tire that you had beforehand. So um, that's my biggest goal week in and week out is to just take care of my stuff. Awesome. Um, so, Sam, down here in South Carolina, I know you're kind of the Myrtle Beach guy, but we've got another track, Dylan, and we've got a bounty on a guy that's won three races in a row, and, and I expect to see him continue to win races this year. If that bounty sticks around, is there any chance you might come and try to do a little bounty hunting later this year? Um, myself, personally, depending on, uh, you know, how everything shapes up later in the year, possibly. Um I know we have a team car that would like to go, come back to uh, Dillon Motor Speedway, but they're going to the Cars Tour this weekend. So uh, that's where I'll be heading out tomorrow with them. I believe they're at Tri-County this weekend. No, not Tri-County. They're at, um, where oh, are yeah, they at this yeah, weekend, yeah. the Cars? Tri- yeah, they're yeah, at Tri-County. Tri-County. That'll be. Well, Sam, uh, you know, uh, this is our, your first time, I think, coming on our show. Uh, we usually ask the driver, uh, what do they do outside of the, uh, the racetrack? Um, do you have any hobbies or or do you uh, primarily just work on the car throughout the week? Um, you know, fortunately right now I'm able to uh, work at the shop full-time, and uh, that's that's my job right now. Um, uh, it, it fits uh, me pretty good, you know, schedule-wise uh, with my wife. We just had a baby not too long ago. She's uh, just past three months now, so um, our schedule's meshed up really good. Um, we can spend a lot more time together than we would be able to otherwise, and uh that's pretty much what I'm doing these days. I'm at home with the family and at the shop with the cars. So with the little daughter, I guess it'll be, you know, five or six years from now, but you're probably looking at go-karts eventually, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, go-karts are, uh, I think they're dangerous as heck. I don't know about you guys, but uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there, I guess. Maybe something with a cage around it then. Yeah, yeah. I know uh, I know. Jason just kind of asked, you know, are you going to do a little bit of bounty hunting? Um, 
but are you are you planning on doing like you know some of the bigger races like uh, obviously you're going to do the Myrtle Beach 400 I assume and then um, are you going to go up to Martinsville this weekend I mean this year yeah uh, we plan on going to Martinsville uh, definitely after the run we had last year um, hopefully with uh, better expectations we made a lot of improvements uh, across the board uh, in the off season so uh, you know things are lo- looking up for us this year and I think we'll have a real strong chance to uh, at least compete um, you know strongly at Martinsville this year. I have uh, confidence that we'll be able to do that. Gotcha. You definitely did a good job last year, and this is kind of probably going to be a little bit of a controversial question, but it's dealing with the the NASCAR point system and the things like that 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 went on last year, and it seems like this year a lot of the big names are kind of hitting up the Cars Tour and doing that, and like some of these tracks, well, Myrtle Beach, but South Boston and other tracks that usually get these big car counts for national points, they're just not doing it this year. What, where are you at right now when, you're, when it comes to talking about the national points situation and, and running for a title? I mean, I don't know what the situation is with car counts at the beach, but how, how's that working out right now for the late bottle stock guys? Well, I mean, you know, right now for us, um, we, you know, we really didn't know where we stood until the points came out a few weeks ago. Um, that being said, it's a welcome thought. You know, we've had a pretty good average car count uh, throughout, you know, the start of the year at least. Um, I was looking at the points today. I think, you know, I'm eight races into the season, and if I double my stats, you know, so far, that puts us in the lead. So, and that thought it's good, but those guys up top, you know, the Pulliams, the Keith Roccos, uh, those guys, they're going to get their points. They're going to get their wins. They're going to probably run twice as many, you know, events that I will. Um, So we're just going to try and uh, win as many races as we can that's all we can do right now um and just let the cards fall where they may uh if things get thick uh in a couple months i imagine we'll probably start doing some traveling and stuff but uh right now we're focusing on myrtle beach with my car anyway and trying to uh win as much as possible get the track champion there uh we look uh to be real good in the state as far as south carolina goes um we should we should be really strong in that you know going for a championship and National, I mean, who 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 knows? It's going to fall where it is, and you know, we'll just try our best. Right. Do you like the system? Do you think it's fair? Uh, I, weekly racing is so hard to come up with a fair system. You know, I mean, you see last year, I don't know what happened at Greenville, but everybody says, you know, there's half a dozen starting parks at least every week. If that's true, I don't know. But um, I just – I don't know if, if there is a good answer because car counts, even across the country, uh, you know, they vary so much and in so many different divisions. You know, some of the main divisions out in the Midwest are street stock divisions, and they have 30 cars a week. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to deal with that. Gotcha. Well, uh, Chris or, or Jason, do you all have any questions uh, uh, before we let um, Sam go here tonight? No, I don't think so. I just appreciate him coming and joining us. I definitely enjoy watching him race when I do get down that way. Hey, guys, I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Thanks a lot, Sam. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you. We'll talk to you later. Bye. And uh, now, guys, um, we're going to bring the bring to the show another uh, another competitor from the, the Myrtle Beach Speedway over the weekend, um, Tyler English. How you doing, Tyler? Doing well. How are you guys doing? Doing real good. 
Good. Glad to hear it. Talk about your race uh, this past week, and uh, we just uh, we just had Sam on there, the the winner, and um, you finished fifth. But uh, you've also had uh, had a couple of victory lanes at uh, Myrtle Beach this, so far this season. Yeah, we've uh, we've definitely had a good year. We um, I got to thank my guys at the shop, Adam and Justin. They, they they've been giving me some great race cars this year, and this past weekend I. We we were definitely struggling. We uh, we tried a different motor, um, and I think maybe we got a bad tire or something. But we fought the thing as uh, we started ninth, and uh, you know just just thrashed our way up to the front to fifth, and that was that was all she had. But Sam's been good all year, and uh, I mean he's uh, he's really tough to beat. So I think we're the only regular racer at Mono Beach that's actually beaten them this year. So there's something to be said for there. We've done it twice, but. You know, it's, uh, it's a long season. There's a lot more races left, and, um, you know, we're just going to have to keep keep trying to put uh, good finishes up there. Oh, it's good to hear from you. This is Jason back. Um, you're definitely my wife's favorite down in South Carolina with your Casey Kane paint job. She's a huge Casey Kane fan. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, well, the first race of the season. Yeah. Oh, yeah, everybody, everybody loves Casey up in my house. But um, <laughs> the first race of the season – you, I believe, at Dillon got tore up pretty bad, and then after that, you've just been on a tear. Did, did y'all find something in fixing the car? They kind of, it kind of was a little bit of advantage somewhere. You know, honestly, Jason, if you, I, I would have to tell you that that first race at Dillon, I think we would have won the race because the guy that's been winning down there, you know, he that night, I don't, I think he wasn't ready for Dillon, and I think that we had something to win that night. I really did. Uh, me and uh, one of the guys down there. You know, we got we got into it. We weren't able to finish, and and we just uh, we really hit on some things at the 400 last year. I mean, uh, it's no secret we started 39th, and by lap 160 we were running third with the best late model drivers in the southeast. So that was whenever it really started. Um, so we started the season off great. Uh, we just had some bad luck, and then you know we went to Myrtle Beach, and and uh, and we've had a great year. I, I'm, I'm I'm very blessed. I'm, I'm, you know, it's been a long road for me. I mean, and, and you can ask anybody about down pit road. I mean, it hasn't been easy for uh, for my team. So um, it's just it's just taken a long time to finally hit on something. Now, Tyler, I uh, I played golf with you uh, for a couple of years there in high school, and I know you're a competitor. Um, do you have any plans of uh, going anywhere else this season? Um, outside of Myrtle Beach Speedway? Yeah, you know, well, we, you know, uh, we've been talking about it every week. You know, we, we wait for the points to come out and kind of see where we're at on the points. And and the the South Carolina is up in the air, but there's some dates at, at Myrtle Beach that we're not sure about what's going to happen, whether they're going to be twins or not twins or if there's going to be race at all. And we um, naturally, you know, uh, the kind of year we're having, we're definitely going to be at Martinsville. We're definitely going to be at the, the Myrtle Beach 400. Um, I've been wanting to get up to South Boston a little bit this year. Um, and then, you know, if the schedule allows it, we might we might go to Greenville and race a little bit um, and and kind of see what's going on up there. But, uh, you know, we're uh, right now we're definitely going to try to finish out the year at Myrtle Beach. We're, we're second in the points. Uh, we're pretty far out, but, um, you know, at least a runner-up finish. Everybody's racing for second right now. Gotcha. You know, I'm a North Carolina boy, and I'm proud to be from up here, and, but I'll, I'll give credit where it's due. South Carolina's where it's at right now when it comes to late model stocks, it seems like. Speak to the level of competition down there. It just seems like you guys are really getting it done down there. 
Well, you know, I, I guess, you know, I, I'm a late model guy at heart. So, you know, and this might be a controversial statement, but, you know, those, those modified guys up north that are running for the national, I mean, you got guys like Rocco that's starting 10th and in and, and three laps he's running fifth. If I, I mean, I started ninth this past weekend in Myrtle Beach. It took me, you know, 40 laps to even get to sixth. So, and at that point, you know, the guys that are in the top three, they've checked out. So, the competition is, is extremely tough. It, it's, you can't start from 10th and expect to get to first and get, get those kind of the passing points. It, it's just not going to happen. Um, you know, so it's, it's really, really tough. You, you know, you got to be in the top, you know, three or four to even win. Got you, and the and, type of drivers you've got down there are just fantastic drivers, too. It just seems like at Dillon and Florence, Murphy, Greenville, all the tracks just have top-notch drivers. There's That's that's so true. I mean, there's – and racing's gotten where they're – I mean, everybody's got just about the same stuff. You know, it's either, you know, you got a Hedgecock car or a Marlowe car, and, and we're all pretty close on setups, and, you know, it, it, it's it's tough. It's it's really, really tough. The creams come to the crop. I mean, Pulliam's always going to be good. Uh, Sam's had a great year, and, you know, David Roberts is having a great year. Um, it, it's just – it's going to come down to really car count and, and passing points to, to determine the national winner. I'll tell you, Tyler, you, you talked about that competition and how tough it is. Um, what are you and your team doing uh, differently that may give you an edge? I mean, I don't know if you can say but you know, are you, are you working out more? Are you, are you testing a little more? Um, you know, what are y'all doing to, to hopefully, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, it only takes one race for Sam to, you know, possibly lose that point for you. So, you know, the opportunity is still there. Right. You're definitely right. Um, uh, every every week my crew chief has given me, uh, Adam Roberts, he, he's given me like pep talks. You know, we're, we're not out of it. We're not out of it. And and it's you know it, it it's hard you gotta you gotta keep keep the faith and and I'll tell you the um, last year we ran in Myrtle Beach a lot and and speed was never really a problem but you can't you can't start twelfth because you're you, you missed it in qualifying and even though you're running great at the end of the race I mean you can't start twelfth and, and win races so we worked on um, we worked on our qualifying program a little bit and we were able to start closer to the front and. Um, we were able to, you know, make a, a better long run package. And at the beach, it's it's pretty much green flag racing down there. And and there's no not and I'm not I'm not complaining because you know <laughs> I'm not having to work in my car every week for wrecks and things like that. But um, so you really got to be up front and and start up front. And you know we've just been um, you know uh, trying to stay consistent lap times and not burning the tires down there. Seventy five laps at the beach. Anybody who's ran down there, they know that's. I mean, that's that's, that's a lot on those tires. So the the best person who has the best tires in the race, they're going to win. And, and on the weekly deal, is it is it the same? I mean, obviously for the four hundred, you see guys out there riding around a quarter throttle for three quarters of the race. I mean, no one wants to lead the race. On the weekly deal, I mean, is there that much pedaling going on, or do people race a little bit harder? Well, I'll tell you this. Um, the the twin forties are pedal to metal, you know, wide open, hammer down. Uh, at least for me, for my for my car, I'm I'm going as hard as I possibly can go. The um the seventy five lap race, I mean, it's no secret. Anybody who's been at Myrtle Beach, they know that Sam's letting out those other guys lead on purpose. 
I mean, Sam's Sam's riding third and fourth. He's letting Milliken lead. He's letting McDowell lead. I mean, he's riding, and 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 he's smart for it because I mean, he's won five five races down there, and he's he's leading the points. So, you know, I think the seventy cc motors down there, they're they're, you know, four hundred four fifteen horsepower. You can't you can't run all out for seventy five laps and expect to have any tire up under you at the end of the race. So he's definitely riding me. You know, I'm running a crate motor, and it's all I can, all I've got to keep up with those guys. So I'm not riding at all, and and that's just because I'm down, you know, thirty, forty horsepower to those guys. So and and, and that's a budget thing. You know, I don't have the type of budget that McCombie has or or what or or any of those guys. You know, I'm I'm shoestring budget trying to trying to just have fun with my family. So um, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um... You know, on Saturday night, I could really tell, you know, what the drivers were doing from uh, sitting up top in the, uh, the announcer's suite. I mean, some drivers were, you know, kind of like the, the top three or so were kind of mimicking each other. And, um, you know, towards the end of the race, you could start to see second place and third place start to slide around a little bit. Because I guess they figured the time was running out. And, and then the guys, you know, were about fourth on back. Um, you know, we're, we're pushing hard just to stay on the lead lap. Um, and that's just, that's got to be mentally tough on you, I guess, because, you know, in a sense, you know, I think it, it, you know, for a while there, Tyler, you were sitting in fifth. And if a caution would have come out, you would have been on that outside lane, which I think would have really helped on the restart. Um, I mean, it's just tough. Like, how do you choose, like, to, to, to go all out? or to wait for maybe a caution and, and have a little bit left for the end? I think, um, I, I, Hunter, I think it really determines a lot of it's on who you're racing with. I mean, uh, a lot of the guys that we're racing with weekly, we're, we, I've kind of gotten used to who they are and what they're capable of and what, what's going to happen. And if I think if you get a lot of outsiders that that are coming down from for a one-off race or something, I think you could probably bank on a couple of cautions. And I think at that point you change your strategy. But lately, it's it's it, you're pretty much guaranteed for a 75 lap, just about green flag run. So it's you got to keep up as much as you can. And um, that that was mainly our, our I, I mean my everybody on the radio is like, all right, we got to go, we got to go. You know, don't you know, don't don't get lapped or or whatever, and um and that's it. Just it depends week by week. I mean, Ander came down one weekend and that one had that one had a lot of cautions and a lot of lap traffic and it, it just it, it every race is different. Well, I'll ask you the same question I asked Sam. I feel like I have to. It's I hate to stir things up, but the national point situation. We all know what went down last year. Do you think the system's fair? I mean, is, or do you even care about the national points? I know. Some late model guy just got there and win races and have fun. Yeah, yeah, Jason. You know, I I, I totally understand where you're, where you're coming from because a lot of people are, are kind of bitter about it. And and you know, my take of it is, I think the points came out today. I mean, we're 34th in the nation right now, or something like that. And you know, uh, I think there's there could be some work done to it. I mean, you know, I heard that Pulliam has a starting park up in South Boston, but then there was they were saying that oh that's his backup car in case he needed it for the twin and I mean it's going on I mean nobody can, I mean it's not like it was last year don't get me wrong um, last year I heard it got out of hand pretty bad but um, 
it, it's just tough. You know, people people don't have the kind of money that they used to have to to race. So you see them going down to lower divisions to you know just to race because they love it and they want to do it. But getting eighteen cars in certain parts of the world is really tough, and uh, especially with tire costs and things. So maybe eighteen cars nowadays is a little bit stout for for a full car count, and you know. You know, uh, I think that there are a lot of really good drivers out there that probably are winning races at tracks with eight cars, ten cars that aren't getting the recognition they deserve. I, I would say that's true. Well, Tyler, uh, you know, I, I hate that I didn't have a chance to ask Sam this. Uh, uh, we might to cut him off a little too soon. But uh, how can uh, folks get in touch with you if they want to sponsor you or, or uh, get in contact with you? Yeah, you know, um, any anything – Anything helps. Uh, we're like I said, we're a family family team, and uh, we're on a, a very tight budget. And you know, they can uh, email me um, at tyler.english at scrappartnersllc.com. That's my sponsor. That's the company that that pays my bills. Uh, they're on the hood, and um, you know, my social media tylerje18 on Instagram, and that's 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 the best way. And then they, you know, anything we can do, I'm I'm all about it. Awesome. I know I know how hard it is. I'm a racer myself, and it's just almost impossible in this climate to get a sponsorship. So anything we can do at all to, to get a little bit of airtime for your sponsors or anything like that, we'd love to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. And, uh, Jason, I hope you have a good season. Are you, you racing at Dillon this year? I am. I, I appreciate it. I'm going to run for the first time this weekend. I, I've moved from the Charger class down to the four-cylinder class. Just like you said earlier, people moving down just because they love the sport and trying to stay in it. And and I think everybody that races understands that, that all the cars, it doesn't matter what class you're in, you're out there to have a good time and, and for the spirit of the competition, you know. So. Absolutely. Well, I hope to catch you when one off weekend, and I'll share you all, man. Awesome. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, All right, Tyler. guys. Y'all have a good night. Appreciate it. Yeah, and for all those folks, since we uh, we didn't get to ask uh, Samuel over that question, just shoot us an email at thefourthturn.com, and we'll get you in touch with uh, Sam Yarbrough if you'd like to, uh, you know, send him a little bit of sponsorship, sponsorship cash and whatnot um, if we didn't have a chance to uh, ask him that question. But up next, we have uh, Charles Malton, who uh, has been tearing up Florence Motor Speedway. I believe he won uh, both races uh, this past weekend uh, in the late mall division. Strom, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How you doing? Doing good, doing good. Man, uh, You've been on quite a roll here at Florence Motor Speedway. Take us through your season. Yeah, we've we've been having fun. You know, uh, the track has changed from you know because uh, last year, you know, when that last race in November, I mean, the car was absolutely perfect, and then we came over there this year, and it, it, with that same setup, the car was no good. So I mean, we've had to make a ton of adjustments, but uh, my dad's been. Uh, helping me a lot with the car and, and he really got the car working pretty good. So, uh, we've been pretty lucky so far, man. We just can't do better than having someone named Strom on the show on South Carolina night. It seems we, we've got the South Carolina tracks covered tonight and like you've got a South Carolina name, but, um, yeah, Florence named is such a, I figured as much. Florence is such yeah. a great, um, track because it just seems like it's just a bull ring. You know, those guys really root and gouge and bump. And I've seen the videos from this year of, people's tempers flaring and stuff. I mean, do you love that kind of racing down there, that kind of bull ring short track stuff that goes on? 
you know, the the best thing about Florence is it doesn't have a wall all the way around. So if you do get in trouble and something happens, you're not necessarily going to hit the outside wall and tear your car all to pieces. So it's pretty forgiving. Uh, you know, that's that's what I like about it. And, and what else I like about that track is I like to run low. You know what I'm saying? The lower, the better. That's what I like. And you can get really, really low on that track and be fast. You know, not all racetracks are that, are that way. Right, yeah, I've seen some in-car. I've never raced at Florence myself, but I've seen some in-car footage of these guys that have just got their left front right down there up against that, that jersey barriers. It's pretty impressive. Oh, yeah, like several times during the race, I'll run into the inside wall down there in three and four. I do it every race at least twice. I always hit it, hit it with the left front tire. Like I said, it's, I just, that's just where I run. I like to be right up beside the wall, and uh, you know, some, somehow I manage to run into it two or three times a night. Strong, this is uh, your first time on our radio show. Um, just kind of tell everyone about who you are, you know, maybe what you do um, outside of the racetrack, and then uh, also a follow-up question. Um, do you have any plans to race anywhere else, uh, uh, maybe to collect some bounties or, uh, you know, just to try, to try out a new track that you haven't uh, uh, visited just yet? Well, I'm uh, I'm actually a car dealer. I've been in the car business my entire life. Uh, it's the only thing I know how to do. So I mean, like I can switch careers. And follow. My dad's had me working in the car business since I was 10 years old. So, I mean, that's all I know. Uh, and to answer your question, um, yeah, I plan on, you know, I, I have the red car running really good at Florence, and I don't plan on taking that car anywhere else. But I have another car. Um, it's the same exact car. It's just black. And uh, I, got, uh, I got some plans to... Uh, to come to Myrtle Beach and Dillon, but the, what's holding me back right now is, you know, at the beginning of this year, I got two brand new motors, and they're both 70cc head motors. Well, I didn't realize they had changed rules where you can run a late model stock with a 450 carburetor, and that's quite an advantage. Um, I think if you'll check over at Dillon, uh, a late model stock 450 carburetor motors won every single race, and that's the guy that got the bounty on now. So I'm, so I mean, I've got the car sitting there with a brand new engine in it, but I'm not coming over there bringing a knife to a gunfight. I'm just not. I'm waiting. Uh, Laverne Grantham is putting me together a uh, late model stock motor, and when I get that motor, I'm definitely going to come to uh, Dylan, and he wants me to take it to Myrtle Beach. He wants me to come to Myrtle Beach because that's the main reason he's building this engine is actually he wants to see the engine run at Myrtle Beach. But I plan on coming to Dylan with it as well. Um, you know, if I if I have time for sure. How frustrating is it the motor rule situation? And it's not a Dillon thing. It's not a Myrtle Beach thing or a Florence thing. It's a across the board thing in late model stocks. It seems like every year, whether it's the Ford Crate or whether it's the built Chevy or whatever it is, something somebody claims something else has an advantage. How, is it frustrating? Do you, I mean, on some level, do you wish everybody would just go to one common package, like a spec engine or something? Well, I don't like spec engines or crate engines because nobody leaves them alone, and there's no way to really – you know, there's not a whole lot of protesting that goes on, so it's really hard to uh, keep everybody honest with those crate engines. So I, I, I'm not a fan of the crate engine at all. You know, uh, you know, I, I, but but I do wish there was a way that they could make the 70 cc head motor and the late model stock motor equal because they're not. You know, if you put the 350 carburetor on a late model stock engine, it has less horsepower than the 70 cc head. Now they've got a 450; it's got more horsepower. So. I don't know what the answer is to make them even, but I wish they could make those two even. But like I said, with the, I'm not a Craven motor fan at all. Gotcha. I mean, obviously the intent is to get as many people out to the track as possible, you know, and help them along whatever motor they happen to have. But it seems like there's guys that will just go out there and get whatever they need for that rule package, you know. So. 
Well, you know, and that's another thing to see the late model stock motors way more expensive than the 70 cc head motor. The 70 cc head motors are not that much money. You know, you if you get a crate motor, nobody that runs up front is going to take a crate motor and put it into the car and go to the racetrack with it. You can't go do that and run up front. Everybody that runs up front with a crate motor, the motor's doctored up. They can say whatever they want. That's a fact. So if you go buy a crate motor, and I don't even know what one of them crate motors costs. I've never bought one. I think that aluminum head one's what, like five grand, six grand, somewhere in that neighborhood? Yeah, and then you take it somewhere. Yeah, yeah, if you take it for five grand, then you got to take it somewhere and have it doctored up, and then you spend another four grand. So you got nine grand in a crate motor. My built motors are only 11. So, I mean, you're not talking about a lot of difference in money. So I would rather have a built motor for 11 than a crate motor for nine. I mean, that's just me. But, uh, you know, I'm just not a. There again, I'm not a fan of the crate motor, but uh, the 70cc head motor is the the best package, I think, uh, economically for everybody. But, I mean, I understand there's some people that still have late model stock engines laying around and, you know, they want to try to run them, and, and I fully understand that. But, uh, unfortunately, I don't have any late model stock engines. I got rid of all of them thinking I'd never need them again. <laughs> but you know how things change. Definitely. Well, Strom, uh, just like we asked uh, everyone else, is there any way that uh, folks can get in contact with you if uh, they want to send you some uh, sponsorship dollars or uh, or just meet you? Absolutely. Um, you know, my uh, my uh, email address is uh, strom.altman at hendrickauto.com. Well, good deal, and uh, congratulations on winning the uh, the twin races. Um, where are you going to be uh, racing this upcoming weekend? Uh, nowhere this week. I'm just going to go back to Florence a uh, week after next. And like I said, I'm not going to go anywhere else until I get the, uh, the late model stock engine. But it's probably going to be, you know, that engine's probably somewhere 30 days out from now. So it'll probably you. be July, probably be the middle to end of July before I go anywhere else. Well, Dylan has a big race in July. I believe they have a big Fourth of July spectacular. Maybe that can be when you make your debut. <laughs> like I said, we'll see. I need to, uh, you know, I have to talk to Laverne Grantham and see exactly when it's going to be ready. I mean, he's um, getting the parts together and starting to work on it now. So I just have to kind of see what what his schedule will allow. But like I said, that's what I'm waiting on. Not coming over awesome. there unless I know I got 100. percent Absolutely. I got you. Well, thanks for joining us tonight, Strom, and uh, we look forward sure. to having you on the show uh, uh, once again before the season's out. Sir, I appreciate it. You just let me know. Thanks well, a lot, Strom. Yes, sir. All right. We're going to take a little break, and uh, we will um, be back in a few moments.
And we're back with the fourth turn. Uh, Jason, you uh, you were up at Wake County this morning. I mean, uh, up at Wake County this weekend, um, uh, America's favorite bull ring. Tell us about the action that uh, that they had at Wake County. Boy, it was an action-packed Friday night, let me tell you. And, you know, we've been talking about this bounty thing with, with Bobby Gower at Dillon, but Bobby got tore up pretty bad Friday night at Wake County, and I'm hoping he can get his car back ready this Saturday for Dillon because it was a it was a real slugfest. The first lap of the late model race, Bobby was on the outside pole, and he and pole setter Steve Smith got together coming out of turn four on the first lap, and both of them hit the inside wall extremely hard. I know it definitely um, got the front clip on Steve Smith's car, and, and Bobby's car it got both ends of it. They had to tow it off with the wrecker, and it was on four jack stands when I left. So he has a big, busy week this week if he wants to get ready for that big race at, at Dillon. Um, that race was actually won by Corey Walker, and it was his first late model stock win. He and Sam Pasheet, who um, actually ran a little bit at Dillon in, in U-Cars, I spotted for yep. him one night. He and Sammy, they um, put on a show. They were side-by-side side for probably the last 10 laps, 10, 15 laps of the race. Neither one of them have ever won a late model stock race, but Walker prevailed in the end, and it was really a pretty, a pretty good show. Um, the other thing that was a really big deal at Wake County was the USAC Midgets were there. The the Eastern Midget Tour was there, and Jessica Bean won her first career race. She actually won the following night at South Boston. So she doubled up on the weekend, but it was a really exciting event, and everybody at Wake County knows that it doesn't matter if it's a full moon or not. There's going to be beating and banging, and, and like I said, we hope Bobby can get his car back to defend that, that bounty at Dillon this weekend. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd hope that, that he could get back in. i tell you what. If if you haven't been to Wake County yet, and I, I've been up there a couple of times, I've scored for them um, and, and been to a couple of races. If you hadn't been to Wake County yet, you owe it to yourself to go to Wake County. Um, that is a fun race to watch. It, it's it's almost like it's a track with, with no straightaways. It's uh, it's almost just like a an oval that's a constant turn. And um, some really good racing, um, really good racing, really tight racing. I love watching a uh race up at Wake County. I've raced there myself, and definitely it's one of those places where you can't be afraid to use the bumper, and that certainly showed Friday night. you got to respect a guy like Bobby, who's not afraid to, you know, I guess he's probably leading the points at Dillon, got that bounty on him, and he's not afraid to go up there and, and test out the water someplace different, even if, if it means risking his car, you know. Yeah, what was the uh, what was the car count like at Wake County? Um, well, Wake County was a, is an interesting deal, because what they've done is They've with with the low car counts they've had, they've combined classes. So it's almost the only way to explain it is like an SCCA road course race. So with the late models, they had like seven late model stocks, but then they also had four or five chargers. So they combined those classes and wound it up with like twelve cars on the track at the same time in that race. And they have a race within a race. So basically you end up having two winners of the two classes, but they're all on the track at the same time, and they have pretty much equal lap times. So really, casual observer, a fan who doesn't know what's going on, they probably wouldn't even know there were two classes going on there. Um, so I think there's 12 or 13 late models total. Like I said, the final rundown, the top five there, was was um, Corey Walker won, Sam Sheet was second, Zach Marks was third, and I believe um, Alex Fleming was fourth, and Tracy Chambers, who races up at Orange County, was fifth. Uh, pretty good, pretty good race, decent car count in most of the classes. Well, the one of the, probably one of the better things about Wake County, since it's such a small, tight, tight track. Even 
what would be considered a good car count at Wake County may not be considered a good car count at another track um, be, because it is a smaller track. And, and actually, you probably don't want 20 late models showing up because it would be mayhem out there. Yeah, the, the biggest mayhem race I've seen there was, I think back in, maybe it was 2008 or nine. they had a past super late model race there that started like 28 cars. And wow. it was it was pretty insane. It was I think Jay Fogelman ended up winning that race with like half the body tore off his car. So it was a wild deal. Well, speaking of uh, past super late model races, um, I think we had another uh, another one of our favorite drivers to call in win a race this weekend, didn't we, Hunter? Yeah, Casgrall got the uh, his first uh, super late model win and the. Um, for All Star Series race, um, that that was a big accomplishment because I think that uh, that was his that was his first time winning in the series. So congratulations to him, and he brought back that uh, that winning tradition that we kind of started last year with uh, Ben Rhodes. Every time uh, we have a driver come on, it seemed like they'd either take the point lead or um, or win the next weekend. So uh, good to see him help us carry on that tradition. Hey, Hunter, the question is, does that apply to host? If you're a host on the fourth turn, do you automatically get a win? I don't know. We'll find out this weekend. <laughs> at, uh, at Dillon Motor Speedway, um, you know, Dillon Motor Speedway will be back in action. Uh, we had this uh, past weekend off, and, and then the weekend before that we had um, the go-kart. But, uh, yeah, the first Citizens 200 will be on uh, this Saturday, June 13th. We have late models, chargers, street stock, pure stock fours, Mini Cups and uh, Flathead Ford, so uh, it'll be a, a really fun time up in Dillon County, and um, it's been really, really big, uh, I think, uh, car count, um, because, you know, Counselor Speedway will be off. Um, I'm not sure if Myrtle Beach is racing or not, um, but, you know, I think we'll have quite a show. Well, you know, it, it's also, you know, you got to keep in mind, you got a $500 bounty for the late models. So they're not racing for a normal twelve hundred to win. They're racing for a seventeen hundred to win. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if, if yeah, those does, guys don't care about money. They just want to go down there and get that trophy. And, um, and, and you know, all, all season long, we've had like seventeen plus, maybe even twenty plus late models, and it's all been, uh, you know, we've been going probably sixty laps. Uh, you know, green flag. Uh, I don't think we've really had too many wrecks this season. Um, that's how tough the competition is because um, everyone's really respecting each other, and um, they've been putting on quite a show here lately. Oh, I have a feeling that respect about the window before the season's over with. <laughs> It'll get a little rough soon, hopefully. Hopefully we can get some drivers on here fussing and feuding with each other. That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, bring, bring the, ra- the ratings up a little bit. Yeah, that's an open invitation. Go, go ahead and have a fight on the front stretch or something. Yeah, remember, folks, this is online radio. We don't have any sponsors or anything just yet. So, <laughs> but um, but no, I think it'll be uh, I think this this weekend at Dillon Motor Speedway is really going to be one of the better weekends we'll have all season long. Um, let's just hope that the the temperature isn't too high and you know that thirty percent chance of rain or whatever uh, won't hit us like. I don't know. Start talking up some rain now. Well, I'm no, talk about, about rain. Hold up now. I'm just saying, you know, summer Saturday. It just always seems. I haven't raced all season, so we're not going to talk about rain. You know, <laughs> I think Ron has a horseshoe or some, something going on because 
I tell you, this seems to rain every place but Dillon. I mean, I know they've had it rain out a time or two, but I don't know how many times I've left Fayetteville pulling a car hauler and got down to Dillon and, and the rain stopped. So I don't know what Ron has going on down there, if he's got a dome built over the track or something, but it seems like he has some pretty good luck with weather. Well, I'll tell you what it is. It's, it's like, I don't know, if you, if you look at the temperatures and everything, and here I am trying to be a meteorologist, but it's almost like everything forms in Dillon County, and then it goes off and rains somewhere else. Because you can see, like, uh, a lot of weekends it'll be pouring down rain in downtown Dillon, but it's dry at the track, and it, it never rains. So, I don't know. I think it's just the location. just a freaky thing. Yeah, so that, that, that's a call to all the fans who – I know sometimes Ron struggles on nights when it looks like it's going to rain attendance-wise. If it, if it might be calling for rain or it might be raining at your house, check the radar or look on Facebook and make sure it's not raining at the track because more than likely it's not, and you can probably get to watch the race. Yeah, and I, you know, we'll say one thing, Ron, he will do, uh, if we get to the track and we start practice or get, you know, he, even a bit of it started, he is going to do everything he can to get a dog on race run. Um, he, even when they're nights when, you know, I've been sitting there going, man, we're not going to get this in. Let's just go home. Let's just forget about this and, and, uh, and, and then somehow we'll get it in. Um, he'll, you know, he'll gut it out. He'll stay in, um, Stay until the last. Gotcha. And I'm not going to give away too many secrets, but rumor has it Ron is going to start a class before the year's over with where some of the cars have windshield wipers on them. So just be on the lookout for that. They might have a, a entertainment for rain delays coming up soon. Yeah, we, we, we've been working on R&D on that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, before we uh, – we're getting kind of late here. So before we go, um, I would just like to personally thank um, – Motor Beach Speedway for letting me commentate this past weekend. It was the first time I've commentated at the Speedway, I guess, since uh, you know I did it with Bobby Summers a while back. Um, it, was, it was a real honor to be able to, uh, you know, the kind of step where he uh, where he used to entertain folks, and uh, I really appreciated that. And uh, hopefully, I can do it again sometime soon. Um, just to recap, their uh, their divisions and the uh, mini stop, uh, Willie Coolford won followed by Adam Fulford, Michael McKinnon, Doug Fulford, and, and Tom Hudson. Then in the uh, Chargers, Ed Williams got the victory. Steve Jones was second, Michael Elliott third, Chris Stockmorton fourth, and uh, Willie Granger fifth. And then once again with the uh, with the uh, late model, Sam Yelborough got the victory uh, with Justin Milligan finishing second, Jeremy McDowell third, Chad McCombie fourth, and then Tyler English rounding out the top five. Um, Tomorrow, I'll actually be at the uh, NASCAR Sprint Cup Series Open Test at um, Darlington Raceway. So all y'all, uh, follow me on Twitter at HunterThomas08. Um, also, I have picked up on this new social media trend of Periscope. So I'll be um, hopefully bringing you some video from that test. Um, Chris and uh, Jason, are y'all going anywhere? Uh, maybe besides Dylan, I know all three of us will be there probably on Saturday. I'm personally just sticking with Dylan on Saturday. I think my wife will kill me if I go to a race on Friday night. So. Yeah, I'll be at Dylan too, and uh, I think I got somebody else on the phone that might be at Dylan too. Um, oh, Bobby Gallon, how are you, Bobby? Pretty good. How you guys doing? Good, good. Heard you had a little bit of trouble at Wake County this past weekend. Yeah, it was a little bump fest. That's for sure. Uh, I was going to give you guys a little bit of update. I just called on the show about maybe 10 minutes ago, and then my 
iPad quit, so I decided to call in. <laughs> Outstanding. Well, Bobby, the big question is, are you going to make it? Yeah, we're going to make it. Um, we had to put a front clip on the car, so Dad left yesterday morning about 5 o'clock and went to Jay Hedgecock's place, and they put a front clip on it, and he finally got back about 9 o'clock last night, and uh, we've been working ever since. I quit about 4.30 this afternoon. We got the body and the motor on it and in it, and uh, we got quite a bit left to do, but I think we got time. Bobby, I was there in turn four. That's actually where I was sitting in the bleachers in turn four where the incident kind of began. I know, take take the fans who, who weren't there through it. I mean, what exactly happened there? I, I mean, I saw the video. You and Steve got together. I mean, was it a racing deal or was it was it something else? You know, I'm not real sure. I, I haven't raced with Steve very much. Um, I know last year um, at Wake County, we were running the 100-lapper, and um, the first segment of the 100-lapper, I started, I think, third or second or third, something like that. And uh, I was just saving tires. And so I was getting passed by a few guys. And Steve got under me coming off the four, and I was just going to let him go. Well, next thing I know, he's running me all the way down the front stretch wall. And didn't really say anything at, during the break. He he got out of his car and came up and apologized. He said, you know, I'm sorry I didn't give you any room there. Saying a big deal. Didn't mess anything up. So whatever. Um, and that's really the only time that I can recall ever having any issues with him. Um, I've never run over him. I haven't run over very many people, period. Um, I just don't race like that. But I knew going into it Friday night we had to be careful. Um, but we had a real fast car. And the car hit, it bottomed out real bad, both qualifying laps. So uh, I think I missed a pole by not quite a hundredth of a second. Um, And starting on the outside there is pretty tough. But I almost had him cleared going into three on the first lap. I gave him plenty of room, came off a four as high as I could come off without being in the marbles. And next thing I know, he's got me jacked up and pushed me down the front stretch. So I went over and asked him fairly politely what happened. Um, and he just threw his hands up. He didn't say a word. So I don't know. It's probably something you need to ask him. Gotcha. Well, you, like I said, you were fairly polite about it. You did jump up and down on his roof one time, but, but you know, that's, that's short track racing. And, and Wade County is such a short place. I don't think people realize the speed you guys are carrying. I, I know it, probably clipped both of y'all's cars because you both hit extremely hard. Is that the hardest you've hit at Wake? At Wake County, yeah. It's yeah. not the hardest I've ever hit by no means, but I didn't think I got the clip on it, but it hit it just right. It hit it right on the right side where the um, sway bar mount is, and it actually tweaked the left side. The majority of the stuff that was bent was on the left front, which never hit anything. So it was kind of weird, but it, it knocked it out about an eighth of an inch. We probably could have bent it back, and Jay said it was kind of questionable, but I don't really feel like chasing at this point in, in the season. And I've bent stuff before, and we've chased it and chased it and chased it, so we decided to go ahead and, and clip it and replace pretty much everything on the front of it uh, just as a precautionary measure. Gotcha. Well, we're sure glad that you're going to be back to defend the, the win streak at Dillon and 
and more importantly, we're, it's amazing. It's a testament to your crew and to, to you, obviously, that you were able to repair a car that quickly. So congratulations on that, even though it was a bad situation. Yeah, it, it was fairly expensive for a, for a one-lap deal. That lap cost a lot of money. <laughs> Definitely. So is it over between you two? I mean, as far as that goes, or should we expect more? Um, should I go to the next race at Wake County with my eyes open? Yeah, I mean, I, I heard that he wasn't coming back, but who knows. But, you know, as much money and time as we spend on this stuff, retaliation only costs money. And yep. I'm not really into that. So, I mean, I'm I'm almost 40 years old and got four kids, man. <laughs> Holding grudges is just not in my nature. Um, gotcha. So, as far as I'm concerned, it's over with. I, I would imagine it is over with with him because it's, it's on me now, really, because um, I really – don't feel like I did anything wrong, but um, no, nah, I'm not going to get it back, man. I mean, somebody—he's riding, driving for somebody, so it would only hurt them, which they have nothing to do yeah. with it. So, no, nah, I'm, I'm not going to do anything. Well, I sure hope that they're able to get just because of the car count situation. I, I hope they are able to get their stuff back together. I believe, like I said, his was hurt worse than yours. So, yeah, I'm just worried about coming down. I'm not worried, but I'm ready to come down Saturday and see if we can collect half that bounty <laughs> i'm sorry i kind of took over the interview does any, either, either you other guys have any other questions about, about bobby nope i think you've uh i think you covered it especially uh especially since you were actually there at, at wake when he when he had his incident and uh um I, I think that's about it uh bobby how how people follow you there on social media to keep up with how things are going with the car and uh and where where you what you're looking like for the weekend well, they can look it up on um, Facebook. I just started a new page, uh, CGR Racing. Um, if they go to my page, which is Bobby Gower, obviously, um, they can find that, or they can just look it up themselves. Um, it's pretty easy to find, I guess. And there's some pictures on there. There was a picture from last night when we got the car back, and it, it was basically just a chassis. And I didn't take a picture this afternoon, but in the morning about – Five o'clock in the morning, there'll be another picture on there of the progress for one day. It's kind of amazing how much we did get done, but there was about five or six of us thrashing on it all day, and uh, we'll be there. You can count on that. Well, outstanding. We'll uh, we appreciate you calling in and giving us an update, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you this weekend. See what you can do. Maybe maybe collect ha- at least half of that bounty. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys, and we'll see you Saturday. All right, thanks a lot, Bobby. Bye bye. Oh, I'm glad he's gonna be there. Glad he's got that. Uh, gonna be able to get that piece fixed up. And uh, that's awesome that he called in, and we could add that to the show too. That's, that makes for an awesome, awesome show. That's what's so great about this thing. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Well, y'all have what? anything else? Uh, I think we're good. I'll, uh, I guess we'll all three be at Dillon this weekend. Uh, some of us will be back in the tower, man. I'm glad, I'm so glad I'm going to be back in the tower and not in that hot, uh, hot concession stand. Uh, man. Uh, I believe I'm going to have the hottest seat on Saturday though. So. <laughs> you, you are. I'll tell you, Chris, uh, the, the, another bad thing about being in the concession stand is it, it keeps you hungry all day. <laughs> yeah, it's awful easy to just reach over there and get some uh get some french fries or something uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, well. that does it um hopefully uh hopefully everything will go well for all of us this 
All right. Well, I'll see you guys at the track, and uh, we'll see all the fans out there um, next Tuesday. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.